Previously on Horns and Wings. Uh, we talked about like the first half of the issue pretty much, and we're getting into that second half now. Enjoy. We've got an establishing shot of a... I don't actually know what planet this is. I don't think it's Fang Fong. I, it I is, believe... It is Wreath. Wreath, yeah. It's Reith. the it moon is, of Wreath. The moon, with, uh, yeah. Wreath with the planet background. behind. Yeah. Yep. We've got like a golden yellow sky, and we have a shot of Gwendolyn and Sophie and Lion Cat walking towards an old-fashioned outhouse with like the moon cut out of the door and everything. This is where the... and. Shrek starts, right? <laughs> yes, the the uh, opening shot of Shrek, essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're talking about how there's going to be a meeting in there, and uh, Gwendolyn says something in blue, and the door pops open, and she she's also carrying this kind of clockwork rotary cube-looking item. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, yeah, stay out here no matter what. If I don't come out in 15 minutes, tell my wife I died somewhere exotic to Sophie. Then she steps through a green door on the next page and uh it's a very kind of surreal space kind of imagine like what i think the inside of a devo hat probably looks like (laughs) kind of a stair step (laughs) circular shape but it's made of like a really deep jade kind of marble turquoisey uh I'm including this, the outer space in the background and stuff. Too, yeah, of, of course. Inside of the the Devo hat. Yeah, naturally. It doesn't. Yeah, it's it a galaxy like the, brain. The background. I don't know if it's galaxy print or this is floating in space, but it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. there's any kind of lid on this space. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a very like. It feels like the know, kind Escher of place style. where you would fight like the final boss of Smash Bros. You know. Exactly. It like feels the, like oh, yeah, final, destination, final destination. I think it's called. Yeah. yeah where there's like yep. not really much detail. It's just this bottom half of a inside of a Devo hat with nothing at the top and there's outer space in the background and a door at either end and so yeah so uh, Gwendolyn and Lion Cat walk through and they're meeting Gale down there who has two um, soldiers like a soldier on either side Gale says obviously this meeting never happened Lion Cat says lying and it's clear that Gale does not like uh, that species the, the Lion Cat and I like yeah Gwendolyn says that Lion Cat is here to verify um, that I solemnly swear this is exactly what you assholes requested. And Lion Cat doesn't say anything, so it's like a verification, uh, two-factor authentication type of thing. <laughs> and so uh, Gail takes the cube from He, he passes Gwendolyn. the CAPTCHA. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gwendolyn expresses that her her concern in this whole thing, this whole like dark dealing, whatever this is, is to protect the rest of Fang or Fong. How can we guarantee that civilians won't be harmed? Gil has this, yeah, I'll just read this line word for word because I think it's a relatively <laughs> important speech bubble part. Our bosses will spend as much political capital as they have to relocate as many locals as they can onto whatever allies don't have the clout to tell them to fuck off. <laughs> but this is first and foremost about bringing a dignified close to a theater of war that's already cost both, both of our sides way too much. Uh, and Gwendolyn masterful responses is that all thing is to you demons quote unquote theater uh, I like that yeah because the phrase theater of war always seemed it always struck me wrong even like in middle school or whatever learning about the Pacific theater it's like theater it's, it just feels so artificial and performative and it's except wild. it's so accurate <laughs> yeah right it's all just a show man yeah Gail takes the cube and turns with the soldiers and starts walking away 
Yeah, if, Gail says, if anything uh, goes wrong with this, Wreath High Command will have you quietly executed long before you can rat them out to the press. Bet you never wanted that cat to open its disgusting mouth more, huh? And Lion Cat just looks at Gwendolyn and doesn't say anything. Um, then we get Hazel transitional narration. Uh, yep. Most of us think we can hide our weaknesses from the world, and sometimes we're right, as Sophie looks through the door. Well mm. done. Well done. Yeah. Oh, thank you. How much of a flex is it for Fiona Staples to make this v- void Devo hat a reflective surface? She didn't need oh, to yeah. do that. Like Not she didn't all. need to make it a reflective marble thing. Like that's that's so much extra work with lighting <laughs> right. and reflections and shadows. I have uh, I have firsthand knowledge of this because uh, on uh, Suffragettes, a, a comic I did that takes place in a very fancy uh, mansion, uh, the the artist uh, was uh, did a floor as marble. And then told me, I immediately regret this <laughs> because it is so hard to do. Uh, uh, and I mean, she she made it uh, incredibly gorgeous and accurate and uh, it was great to look at. But like you could just tell how much effort made it, it was put into making it work. Uh, but also, I just love the detail that, you know, because I think we're to assume that this is just a weird little, this is the meeting space. The yeah, it's like a zone pocket dimension. Yeah, and uh, but I love that the door that uh, Gwendolyn comes through is green, and the one that Special Agent Gale comes through is purple, which are the two colors of uh, Wreath and Landfall. This is our first, like, real kind of like textual evidence. There's been like, there was a hint a couple episodes ago, um, but of Landfall and Wreath in in some sense, like, you know, having Kate? actual dealings with each other and like collaborating mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Quick question on the establishing shot page. Uh, Noah, does your omnibus have a printing error here? Looking uh, at Lion Cat? Looking at Lion Cat... I'm reading from the trade paperback volume seven and uh, and I don't know if it's just my issue, but the blue on this page is super off. It's almost like they went over it twice or something, but it's like a really dark blue for Lion Cat no, and it's... the uh, blue she says going into the outhouse. No, Lion Cat's uh, uh, turquoise in my omnibus like looks no oh, Lion Cat colors. Yeah, oh. it looks correct in my uh, trade paperback. Oh, yeah. well, you know what? I'm selling this copy for $150 yeah. for anyone that yeah, wants it. Yeah, you got the uh, Edition uh, D Butterfree over rare. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sh- yeah, it's a shiny lion cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking of this blue, I really like this blue. Does anyone want to guess what uh, Gwendolyn's saying in blue here? I think I know. Uh, so what is it? What is the uh, Esperanto version of it? The es- Esperamita Sesamo. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, think it's think it is? open sesame. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's wonderful. I also I feel like I'm getting better at Esperanto because Malfermita <laughs> is it's I think it's literally like unclose. Huh. You know, because like wow. ferme in yeah, French is yeah. close, right? And yeah, like mal, like Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. That's impressive. I'm a I'm a linguist. What can I say? I think I think something that really strikes me about this uh this um like 
double page spread is usually usually we talk a lot about how Fiona Staples pulls colors from one page onto the next but in this mm. one the the colors are so distinctly different and I think that's really mm. intentional to like very clearly have this idea that you're walking through like into this completely other different space uh, it's, it's very jarring. Doctor Who yeah like, mm-hmm going into TARDIS here. But yeah, I, I just, I, I love this. I love the whole aesthetic. I love, I mean, I, I really think this is just a four page example of how great of uh sandbox Brian yeah. Kavon has been, has created for himself here because this is, you know, this is a scene that you have seen multiple times before in media of the two sides meeting up. It's a negotiation. It's a power play type thing. Uh, and uh, under under the table dealings, but the fact that in Saga, first we get that great transition of we're walking into an outhouse into a an outhouse TARDIS, uh, <laughs> but then in addition to that, we have this uh, amazing sort of uh, twist hook to the whole scene, which is Lion Cat being there, mm-hmm. uh, and so the fact that we have these under the table dealings and getting to see special agent Gale, uh, perform, you know, who, you know, you never trust a single word he says. And then seeing that dynamic, uh, of him around a lion cat. And then he, he just manages to make that, you know, work to his benefit anyway, and show you how fucking nefarious and, uh, and brilliant of a character he is. You'll be executed and, I, I love that would call my bullshit. I love Gwendolyn calling him a demon too with his with his wings. Like it's so just uh, yeah. cohesive. Yeah. And he's wearing great. like a black suit. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. He definitely, spoiler alert for the Laupers, uh, he would win the most punchable face award by far. <laughs> oh, there's the one straight on shot of him where he's just Casey Neistat. Yeah. And it's jarring. Uh, I was gonna say he looks like Adrian Brody right there. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I would nose. love to see Adrian Brody as Special Agent Gale. <laughs> Adrian Brody playing the, the character list. he played in Succession as Special Agent Gale, like that energy, <laughs> so good. Did, uh, did has anyone seen uh, French Dispatch? No, not yet. Not yet. It's on he YouTube is... though. I think now, isn't it? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. It, he... I tried to get tickets to the theater, and it's already out. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, it's that. Yeah, it was very much victim to. I think it was like pre Christmas rush, where before Spider Man wiped out everything else playing. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, but Adrian Brody is just pretty much this character where he's this kind of uh, hyper charming, conniving, like uh, uh, manipulative asshole that you just absolutely love. Uh, and it's the first time in a while that I've seen Adrian Brody as uh, you know. Uh, just reminding me that he can be likable, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, that'd be that'd be spot on casting. Uh, what else about this scene? I I do love that he refers to Lion Cat as hairless sack of piss. <laughs> There's, There's so many good. BKB we should do has just good a compilation insults, of yeah. the best insults of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and also, I think like just him in this suit and stuff. Like he's also just straight up Lucifer. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially Good that plan. establishing shot. Yeah. Uh, which again, making the demons thing. Yeah. All the better. 
we'll we'll get into that in ten years when Saga's done and John and I move on to our Sandman podcast. I mean, here's my here's my second uh, here's my second pitch for uh, this episode for a Saga series. Just give me a spinoff series that falls around Special Agent Gale because he is I... he is just so lovably terrible uh, just like, I, and i still hate him just succession but in saga oh with the movers God, and shakers yeah. of landfall and reef <laughs> that's a great idea uh i mean yeah that's like you know i would love a house of cards i could watch again <laughs> oh there you <laughs> go great. yeah there's a need there's a power vacuum yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great I like I like the setup of the box. I the I also box. I just love like it's so on character for Special Agent Gale to have like a visceral reaction to Lion Cat. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just this fucks up my entire thing. Yeah, it, it's a very theatrical posing. Like I feel like he should be starting a musical number with the, <laughs> the hand pose and like the way the he's song's called Hairless Sacks of Piss. That's the <laughs> it's a little like long number. Until the, <laughs> how long until the musical okay that's my third pitch is saga Broadway the musical, musical. Saga musical. Saga. okay we'll uh. we'll someday when we're caught up and we need uh content to fill we will write the saga broadway musical okay uh, all right so here's my transition here is uh that the narrator of that musical is absolutely in this next scene and i think Ooh. we should meet them uh, I oh, also, I just gotta yes. say, you could make it a, a jukebox musical and just use the playlist from Horns and Wings. Oh my god! <laughs> no, don't wish yes. this upon the world. Yes. Oh, oh god! That'd be hilarious. Brilliant. Brilliant. The most literal like Farn walks on, and there's Big Balls by ACDC. <laughs> just the worst shit. It makes such oh a mockery god. out of such a beautiful piece of art. It's wonderful. It's a jukebox musical. If the biggest asshole in the world walked up to the jukebox, I want Andre the Giant singing "Big Balls" as Fard. That's all. Luck with that, my friend. (laughs) Obviously, it's gonna be Dwayne Johnson. Uh, Uh, All right. We're, we're not getting into Fard casting right now because that's just, that's going to add another hour onto this. Honestly, I did I don't such even, a good transition into this next scene. I don't even remember what the latest lore with the Fard cast is. Oh boy, do I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll never have to go back to that again. Just pray uh, that you never have technical difficulties. <laughs> God. All right, now. All right. What, where, what's happening here? All right, so we get the THN. Most of us think that we can hide our weaknesses from the world, and sometimes we're right, but only if we're very strong. Over another establishing shot of Fang cutting through space... Um, then we come in close to Petricor looking for Isabel. She's wandering through a swampy sort of ghost town area when she's confronted by a giant mushroom. The mushroom speaks like Thor and says uh, it's a blue coat planted in places of conflict to remember tales of battle for the future. The blue coat. Blue cap. Oh, right? blue cap. Yeah, sorry. Uh, did I say right. blue coat? Yeah. God damn! From the top. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, guys, and yeah. Um, 
The mushroom says it's a blue cap, planted in places of conflict to remember tales of battle for the future. The blue cap tells her that all the people have evacuated from Fang, some of their own free will, most at gunpoint. Petricor asks what is coming, and the mushroom says, the real question is, page turn, where are we going? Um, and I wrote here, vamp about how gorgeous this splash is. Um, we see... What do we see? Probably, possibly my favorite saga panel ever. Maybe my second favorite. Second only to the original vision of the time suck. We get a double spage plat double spage splash double splash page <laughs> of the time suck having grown up it is this giant baby floating in space with like saturn style rings around its head it's got the three glowing eyes that the witches had on its head it's kind of like its fingers are kind of reaching up it looks almost ghostly or like undead on one page there's like a black moon flying next to it then on the other page there's a sun and fang is minuscule flying toward this looming horror it is this i want this tattooed on my face it's it's so gorgeous it's just this the scale that Fiona Staples captures with it. Like, Fang the Comet looks so tiny. This baby is absolutely enormous and looks so uncanny. It's so close to being human, and yet it's not. It's so creepy. It, it leans into her strength for horror, where it just looks like a zombie child, yeah. basically, with these creepy pinhole glowing eyes. And three of them... It's very, yeah, very And the, the fingers are kind of contorted in this weird, yeah. right. scary you way. You can make your hands do that, yeah. I mean, it's it's that it's that Lovecraft level of just cosmic horror. Yeah. Of the things that, the things that, where you start thinking about, like, well, yeah, if there was literally a massive, like, solar system-sized baby yeah. born in space, it's like, what would it become when it was conscious? Would it just be a constant terror I, it's, with no nothing to communicate with or raise it like and then uh yeah. the the technique that i absolutely love here that is so fucking smart we've talked before how the uh how the characters are separated from the background in that the characters have much flatter colors more traditional yeah. coloring and then the backgrounds are often painted and have like you know brush strokes and stuff and the fact that the time suck is painted instead of having those yeah. flat colors making right. it feel part of the background. subconsciously like it is like it is a like you know a landmark or a setting or something the, rather than a character is so the, fucking smart. The way the light hits it and plays off its face too, like the whole mm -hmm. thing. It's 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 also this is like this is honestly I think one of the first instances and I hope this isn't too much of a spoiler. We'll get more of these, more of these sorts of things in over the next couple arcs. Is these instances of something really cool that appeared earlier in the series that you're like, oh, that was really cool, but you didn't think it would come back, and then it yeah. comes back with a vengeance. You know, mm -hmm. like it's so, 
it, it, it's it's such a thing where the time suck is such an incredible set piece from earlier. It's like it's the this whole incredible action pieces around it, but you kind of think that's that's it, right? Like to have it come back into this, it's just so it's such a payoff for something that you didn't even know was planted. Yeah, and then right. even them, you know, them referencing a time suck uh, an issue or two ago uh, is just, it's, again, one of those things where they can just set that up because you're not going to even assume yeah, that it's going to be. And it was a very little. blatant setup of just, like, Jabari was just like, oh, yeah, time sucks, huh? We had one of those, like, a while yeah. back, and it's just interrupted. And it's just like, yeah, you could just straight up do that because I'm I'm I assume that, you know, I mean, partly because you can't even fathom what the fuck it's going to be yeah. at this point. And I love the, also, there's that, like, reveal on top of it of it is just a straight up, like, you know, it looks like a fucking toddler now. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that it wasn't really, I mean, it was sort of fetal before, and it it did not have that distinctly human form before. Yeah. It was almost, like, reptilian. Uh, and... Uh, and so that reveal of like it's just becoming this massive space it, human. It is looks so yeah, terrifying. it looks like almost sentient. Yeah, and it's just like what the fuck is out there? Like yeah. are, is there a mm. whole species of massive solar system space galactic humans super out there? predators is what I believe they <laughs> call time sucks yeah, the first yeah, time yeah. we meet them. Uh, in the fact that, yeah, we have the, the rings around the head and then the, uh, the, uh, even some planets with their own moons yeah. in its orbit, like, and just how disruptive this is to, to everything. They, I don't, I don't know what it is, but Fiona Staples also really captures the weightlessness of space here. Like it really feels like it's yeah. floating I think the in angle space. Of it helps. Yeah. I feel like Ugh. if this kid was just like sitting on a mother's lap, it would just look like Jesus in like a medieval yeah. painting. Because yes. he's floating and alone and upside down, it's, it feels and kind of so horrific. Much more alien. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's oh. fucking great. And then we we haven't even talked about the whole. This scene. is one of those characters, along with the. Uh, I think we talked before way back on the time suck egg planet. Uh, we talked about how they're the uh, the midwives. Yeah, is that what they were called yeah. with the mm-hmm. upside down face, like yeah, witches? and the eyes like the time suck. Yeah, and they are. You know, they are. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, they they are in the comic for I think three pages or something, and they have stuck with me so vividly. It is the exact same with the blue with the blue yeah. cap. Where it's just, like, this is a character that has been so thoroughly lodged into my mind. The fact that, like, literally, we get a different font for the, uh, for the, uh, dialogue for him. Almost like it's a storybook. Yeah, it's, Uh, it's, it's mm. Thor's font. It's how Thor talks. Uh, and I, and I love that, that connection of, because there's a very strong connection between, uh, mushrooms in, uh, you know, Victorian, uh, english uh like fairy tales uh you see a lot of mushrooms pop up and uh you see a lot of mushrooms pop up in my life too john (laughs) (laughs) fucking brag hi art am i right Uh, (laughs) finally landed i finally did it uh but uh but uh you know and there's a lot of there there are mushrooms that look like this but also uh a lot of psychedelic mushrooms when they bruise they turn blue 
uh, and it's it, it feels very it has this like very fairy tale storybook it's, thing. It's also got this like horror to it too, though. Like it's it's very much in oh yeah the like Lovecraftian oh. horror with no eyes and this kind of like weird like stringy mouth. This le- like this area that she's in and yeah. the in the blue cap is one hundred percent has to appear in a Dark Souls game. There's yeah. no way mm. that this half sunken, uh, decrepit city uh, and the in the horrifying uh, Victorian monster mushroom have not shown up in a Dark Souls game. Yeah, uh, what's yeah. really weird to me that second panel there it looks like something from Hanna Barbera. Like it looks like limited animation, like a Scooby Doo background or something. I don't know if it's the colors <laughs> yeah. or yeah. what, but it looks like it's from Johnny Quest or yeah. Scooby Doo or something. <laughs> it's mostly just that one panel, but I'm like, I love that art style and it's very unique. It's like maybe it's just the way that the, stuff. Yeah. the houses are drawn or something. Yeah, they're they've kind of got this like like dramatic like skewed thing. Like they're all kind of like mm-hmm. cartoonishly like that at angles. Expressionist type yeah. thing. With, with and maybe it's because we don't really see much like architecture that was around like this kind of looks uh-huh. like it's from the yeah it's all been like yeah. oil refineries the uh, right this, like yeah Ge- german german expressionist is exactly how that panel feels mm. to me like even with the yeah. framing with the ladder in front the like, ladder especially yeah yeah yeah, yeah. cool shit That's yeah i mean this is these these four pages like are one of the first things i think of when thinking of saga like just in and just you know kind of embody why i love it so much but uh but yeah just just the amount of dope shit that we get in these four (laughs) pages that kind of is like the high point of the arc for me in terms of things that really stick in my memory just the lore too of these sentient mushrooms being planted to remember war and combat like it's so yeah and on point with the whole themes going on in this episode you know like in in this in this uh issue is like the you know the the toll of war is kind of being talked about a lot right yeah i i and i i really like anytime this this book goes like full alice in wonderland i'm yeah i'm all about it because that's when it like it is such a good again a great sandbox for that just kind of running into more absurd characters yeah that are just like that just break the logic of things so much but are just spot on for this what uh, about uh saga shit. making a a collection of like fairy tales from this universe oh hell Releasing yeah that. i mean that's like, like the odendron like, yeah i think we've talked about how there needs uh. to we need to get one of those uh those children children's books that that diazold heights has talked about yeah uh, that'd be awesome yeah That'd be fucking great. Oh, I actually I think that was like uh uh on your podcast we talked about as potential merch having oh, yeah. uh, that could yeah, the, yeah, you're right, you're right. We're talking about and yep, the, the board like, games and yeah. Yeah, yep. you're right. Well, that that is all a good the idea. more reason to build that <laughs> that theme park now. That's the only way we're gonna get it. Absolutely. All right. Uh anything else to say about that scene, or should we move on to the final one? Just wow. That's that's what I've got to say about that scene. <laughs> wow is is accurate. Yep, I love the scale uh, of it. I love the colors of the of outer oh, space and that and that splash. The, the blue and a surprise to no one. The blue that because it, uh, Petrichor is far far away from the uh, translation rings, so uh, she's speaking uh, blue. 
uh, and she just says, uh, Isabel, you out there, is, mm-hmm. is her blue. Mm-hmm. Quick, quick translation there. All right, let's do the final scene. Back in the rocket ship tree, Alana looks angrily in the mirror at her pregnant stomach. My old nemesis, weird dark belly lie. <laughs> uh, she's interrupted by a painful kick from the baby, uh, and then a voice from off panel. Alana, is anything the matter? Prince Robot has been standing there, shirtless, with a field of Technicolor flowers on his screen, just watching Alana. Four wants to talk privately, but Alana says she's uncomfortable with the amounts with the amount of shirts in the room. <laughs> Suddenly, Four's screen spells out lust in that pink, gooey, like mylar balloon fadeaway font. As he very fucking creepily says, "You know, my parents never let me have a pet." Yeah. So creepy. Yeah. So like inhuman. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, Alana realizes he's high on whatever was left of you, Mustache. Four says he can finally see himself as he really is, with his countless sins in highest definition, and that he finally understands why he has feelings for Alana. He aims his arm blaster right at her. Alana is furious. How dare you point that shit at us? She starts to reach for the heavy table lamp behind her, saying, Don't do this, you're a goddamn father. Four says, That's precisely why I need to do this. You see, my feelings for you aren't sexual, though I may have confused them as such at first. Now I know that I fell for you because of what an excellent mother you would be to my son. What an excellent mother you will be. Four presses the arm blaster against his own head and says, Please help him be a better man than I was. And that's the end of the goddamn issue. Fucking this... This issue takes a like a 180 degree turn midway through and becomes fucking harrowing. <laughs> yes. It's such like a scary unhinged uh almost like hostage mm-hmm. a- attack and then you realize he's like suicidal. It's it's so dark. It's so dark. So like creepy. yeah, it really it it, it is it's so interesting cuz it's like how the hell do you follow up the reveal of the time suck. How is that not the last <laughs> yeah. thing? And it's not the last yeah, thing not the because you can't have yeah. the double splash as the last thing. <laughs> Except for the first issue of this arc. And uh, yeah, no, I, I love that this, this scene has such interesting beats in that uh, we get what I think we would, if like, if we were to sit down and think what's the worst case scenario of like, him taking fade away and him having these sort of fantasies about Alana leading up to this. Uh, Like, I think it starts out as confirming our worst fears about what's going to happen of him saying, you know, my parents never let me have a pet. Yeah. Uh, And then to take our worst fears and then turn that on its head to something that we weren't even considering could happen in this scenario Mm -hmm. of him being suicidal uh, and tying it back into, you know, the opening thing, which again, uh, this i i think that it, it might not be a thing we see again but uh for most of the arcs we've got we've had that kind of hook that's in every issue where you know it'll be uh it'll be like we start on uh f- multiple panels like that we did one of them or uh uh we start with uh upshur and doff at the beginning of every issue for one arc and stuff. 
but this this arc has not really had that to the point that you know this one does not start with a splash when every other one did uh this one kind of even broke the yeah. single splash at the end of the issue thing like it's it's been it's kind of just been yeah, it's story been... first not shut the fuck up <laughs> uh it has been one week though uh where it's been story yeah, it's first been... uh i hate you uh <laughs> very story first and uh john is john is like calculating how not to say the phrase it's been it's as he's so this. fucking hard <laughs> it's been so fucking hard not to say it uh yeah it's been <laughs> but yeah this arc has been very just like we don't even care about doing the little fun little tie together all the issues of this arc type thing mm-hmm. uh it feels this like arc it's has just been Story, it's been good storytelling, unraveling. The I, it, it this issue is fantastic. Like it, it just it mm-hmm. starts in it starts in such a kind of like, it, it, it's I mean it starts in a very weird like you know, dark place, but immediately gives you oh like you know youth and kids and stuff, and then just go you go deeper into this rabbit hole to continue the Alice in Wonderland thing, and this this scene. This last scene is so tense and uh, uh, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, it's that if you were to pl- like, if you were to uh, you know draw a graph of the uh, the uh, you know rising action and stuff, yeah, like the the pacing of of this arc. Uh, you know, last last we talked about how last issue is very much kind of just uh, a lot of setup and a lot of fun scenes. Uh, and uh and this is very much like we are seeing the rise of that that uh that uh peak towards the climax of this where all the shit is starting to fall apart yeah all of their warnings of everything is going to go bad on this comet uh is is finally showing how that is very obviously gonna happen speaking of Uh, climax um an interesting no, observation. Andrew, let's, Andrew, do you have anything to say? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good. It's a good transition, though. It's actually going to be uh-huh. good. Uh, okay. The worth noting the the like lust text on his screen. That is like it's text done in the same style as the high as fuck when Yuma dies. Mm. Right. Yeah, like I pointed out in my. <laughs> <laughs> well it's just like it's oh i wasn't paying attention to that. yeah i know we need to start listening to each other because we keep repeating i said the pink gooey mylar balloon fadeaway font that's the oh, official name okay of okay yeah to no. listen to each other. i i apologize that i didn't quite you know internalize the word vomit that is the pink gooey mylar fadeaway font Mylar balloon fadeaway font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very accurate. I apologize that I didn't quite internalize what you were saying by that. You didn't parse that one. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, up, it's it's not fair, especially given how like 
creepy the rest of the scene gets. But in the first panel here, where Prince Robot has the flowers on his screen and is leading and his pants are kind of <laughs> uh-huh. down, Prince Robot is hot as fuck in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. I think this is this is kind of touching on like every way you see this going because also, and I think it's also a sense of dread for me, is him and Alana hooking up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is is equally terrifying. Uh, and so I, I like that he's just like, he set up all these things and just knows exactly where we are going into this, uh, scene, uh, like emotionally with all the things we're terrified of happening. And then, yeah, subverts that in such a fucking smart way that was so clearly set up by like the opening scene and everything of, you know, he hates himself and he wants his son to have a good upbringing that he did not have. Yeah, and and like how it starts out where he's got the suit of armor in his fantasy, and then he wakes up and he's sad and frustrated, and immediately upon waking up from his dream, goes to get high. Like it's yeah. it's a very dark, yeah, uh, kind of opening in, intro and outro to this issue. Yeah, which to be fair, when I saw him opening up that drawer, I assumed it was a dildo, but <laughs> uh, but you know people interpret it different ways. Uh, now we can finally talk about this grass in this room. Finally. Uh, because that was literally on this read through, you know, granted this is like the fourth time I've read this. Well, first of all, like, you know, this read through, that page turn with the time suck still took me by surprise. Yeah. I was it's... so enamored with the blue mm-hmm. cap and stuff that it still just fucking knocked me off my feet. Uh, but uh, this time with this final splash, uh, I was just, I, I just immediately focused on uh, Prince Robot's feet, you know, which I do. <laughs> As you I'm do. a foot guy. And, uh, and, uh, but I was just like, I want to stand on this grass carpet so fucking bad. I, it yeah. looks so fucking comfy. That's such a good way to, to shoot yourself with a hand blaster. I I love the grass on the scene where the background where there's the that white the background thing, yeah. yeah as he's like That's, encroaching mm-hmm. toward the action in that too with he's almost moving like almost like a zombie with like a bit of a hunch and like Alana's leaning back mm-hmm. and backed against the table like it's such a it's it's such good action mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah I love that like you know if you look closely at that uh, grass where the the background is just white I love that it's just uh, it looks like just a single like brush stroke yeah uh, across right. to do the top of the grass which is yeah, such it's a beautiful uh which again you know separating having the uh environmental stuff be way more brush strokey than the characters like that's that's used in a really smart way that i don't think i've seen before mm-hmm. cool stuff did you notice that his his arm cannon is like warming up or whatever like uh in the mirror when he first points it at the camera there it's just black and in, in the hole but oh, then yeah. like yeah towards the end it's like it seems like he's actually like about to fire this thing yeah and oh, honestly, yeah. i almost wish honestly okay. the the little the little like ball warming up in his eye cannon this has to be intentional looks like the eye of the time suck the time suck dang yeah it's like the- that Eye of the time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's mid. Also in that in that panel. It's a uh, bit from another podcast. I can't even do that on my podcast. Um, you just did. Uh, in that panel, I love the kind of distorted, which we got earlier in yeah. this arc, the distorted uh, robot screen uh, used for terrifying effect. But it looks like, you know, 
it might be just like a beautiful landscape is how I'm seeing that. But like, I was thinking just, like the ocean at sunset almost. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I see some ocean in there. I see some sunset in there. I see some green grass in there. Yeah. Uh, but it is which, just lines. Which it makes abstract. me wanna. It makes me wanna go back to the dream he had of the cottage. And yeah, see that's that what I was thinking. Yeah, all. it feels. Uh, if we were a professional, cool. if we were a professional podcast, we'd go and just. Good look thing we're at not. That. But you know, <laughs> saves a lot. Of you got to make money to be a professional. Hey, no, here, this, is, this is how. No, this is how you do it. Hey, someone in the comments, let us know if that's yeah, the same. Yeah, that's community involvement. And now we too. have. And now we have engagement. Game. Yeah, here we go. The the well uh, the shot where you see in the mirror his arm transforming into the cannon and it's just like deformed yeah. is so creepy too. Yeah. Again, I not notice this. I have to find it. That's that's another shot that again is very horror influenced. Like like seeing the oh, transformation yeah. in the mirror, like where you are in the room observing. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and again, it's that thing of like things are scarier when it takes you a second to, to yeah like, yeah figure to parse out what it. You're yeah. Seeing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I also I really like the uh, just the details of, and I know like I was trying to figure out like, do we have any uh like logistical origin for this table lamp that she has uh where i wonder John asking the real important questions here yeah, i know uh I but like we've seen it before yeah I'm, I'm wondering if it's like the same aesthetic as anywhere else we've been where it's like because i like the idea of they're picking up furniture as they go <laughs> from planet to planet uh but i do love That's like cool. the little rocks on the on the table here that as if you know that hazel brings them rocks yeah. that she finds and they keep them on the little lock box there but uh but yeah, I was trying to think of if if there is anywhere. But also, I like the idea of like it just came from the tree because it has that same kind of weird. Because it's not like a light bulb in there; it's these little orbs of light, and it's it it's still yeah. you know, very pineapple plant looking. So it's like you know, everything yeah, could conceivably come from the tree. So it just it's so it it looks so like kitschy. Like it looks like some like mm-hmm. something that would be on like a like. You know, like Malibu Beach Resort. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's like it's... old Hollywood. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's also yeah. the the opening shot of the like the exterior shot of the rocket ship tree is so ominous with how the sky is done there. In in general, yeah. throughout the issue, the sky gets kind of bluer and bluer. The space gets more into mm-hmm. this like kind of like crisp almost like teal blue and like the seeing that page turning the time suck and seeing that exact same kind of color in the background is such a good reminder um just like a a little a little bit of that time suck sticking with you yeah and also retain that that coloring going into uh uh the opening splash of next issue because yeah it really stuck out to me then how gorgeous the the coloring is what i think else i th- i think that's i think i'm i'm good to good to go to the end stuff if y'all are the wrap up yeah yeah, yeah. Zero, are you content keep it like i've been saying a tight hour and 40 minutes yeah yeah <laughs> hey we still have the closing bits to do there's yeah. uh, there's some stuff to, to be talk fair about still. 
in my defense, only 1% of that hour 40 minutes was me saying pinky gooey mylar balloon fadeaway font. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I said, I think more of it was me saying that than you because I really <laughs> like worked my way through it. You really like to chew on it. Uh, actually, I really want to chew on that font. Um, yeah, I want to eat it. It looks so good. It, it, yeah, it's very bubblegummy. <laughs> Guys, I want to be I don't addicted really to fadeaway. Fade yeah, fadeaway doesn't look that appetizing. I just want to eat the font. I, 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 just, I would love to eat fadeaway. Let it be known in case that wasn't <laughs> abundantly clear. I only want to do it if Andrew's doing it. That's my <laughs> uh, I'll get some oh fadeaway practice and then I'll trip sit for you guys doing your fadeaway. <laughs> oh, thank you. Fantastic. We'll meet at the Saga theme park. <laughs> I think that was also suggested at the theme park is that yeah, people do sure. drugs. Yeah, yes. Oh, certainly. Fadeaway. Certainly, yes. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Uh, all right, let's get into favorite moment. Uh, uh, what favorite moments do Noah? Do you have a favorite moment from I this wonder, issue? I wonder if you have a favorite moment in this issue, you've got problems. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's that's a very good point. There is there are so many good moments, but I I can't not say the time suck. And do you know why? It's not because it's giant and gorgeous and an incredible piece of art. It's not because it Speaking reminds of you suck. of the scale of this universe. It's not because it is just some of the most inventive shit you've ever seen. It's because a time suck is the legacy of my boy Fard living on <laughs> through the stars. This is Fard Jr. I'm welling up living here. Living on through the stars. I love that. Yeah. Fard will live on forever. We've seen the time sucks, you know, beginning of life. It's going to be amazing once he, like, becomes a gross, old, nasty, Fard. bottomless adult. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I feel like this will be a, a, a compliment for you, Noah, but if if I could qualify anyone I know as a, a time suck, it is absolutely <laughs> I mean that with my whole Tight heart. 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. 40 minutes. Uh, I'm going to say... It's not, it's not you got me with that, that one, Andrew. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, I'm going to say my favorite moment is the, uh, uh, special agent Gale, uh, saying the, but you never wanted that cat to open its disgusting mouth more. Mm. And just that, that full 180 of the power dynamics in that scene, uh, is, is really, really satisfying. That's a good point. My favorite is, is, uh, Curdy and Hazel watching Prince Mm -hmm. Robot IV sleep, watching his dreams and... And them kind of having like a little kid talk about, you know, responsibilities. There's just so much I love about like childhood happening right there. And it's very strange that they're watching someone sleep while it happens. Uh, yeah. But I like it. Yeah, it's very saga. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a really, I mean, that's honestly the thing that we should probably take some time out to appreciate at some point is how many great Hazel things we get out of this arc specifically because she has uh, Curdy to play off of and someone mm-hmm. at her sort of same level. Right, uh, a child growing up with other kids their age is such an important thing. I feel like, and it's like her yeah. whole life she hasn't yeah. really had that until now. It's like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah, we're getting those actual social dynamics uh, and a little yeah. bit of stability, like six months of of stability as far as yeah. her social situation. Yeah, yeah, better cool. than being on the run twenty four seven for your whole life <laughs> or in prison. Yeah, yes, that's true. <laughs> the prison was lovely, but. <laughs> great educational system there but uh all right and uh song 
I'll start. I'm gonna I'm gonna really throw a, a, a what's a what's a baseball thing for when they don't see it coming? Curveball. I'm gonna throw oh, a nice. curveball here. Uh, and say uh, Wonder Boy by Tenacious D. <laughs> yep. Kyle Gass, please, wow, why please, Kyle Gass, come on our show. You know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna say fuck Kyle Gass, Jack Black. You, I'm wow. sponsoring Jack Black for the show. No, uh, <laughs> this is how. <laughs> it's how the Beatles the world broke ends. up. <laughs> Guys, don't break up. Well, you can each do a one-on-one episode. We can't break up because John team. has a birthmark that's a horn, and I have a birthmark that's a wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the Tenacious D lore, yeah, too. Yeah, you know the Tenacious D shit. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, picking a song was hard. I always knew that was going to be a challenge, but I am going with my gut, and I'm going with Smile in Your Sleep by Silverstein. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, I like the sleeping motif and all of the anger and frustration that Prince Robot IV is going through and, like, the the violence there and just, like, the frustration. Um, yeah, that song is really cool, and I love uh, screamo and, like, metalcore type stuff because the lyrics are usually so poetic at times. You always but struck also me as super type. brutal. Yeah, I I am, uh, and that's why I love so much of the dialogue and so much of the like revelations in Saga. There's always like a super brutal part where it's like you know some kind of drop has to come in at this point if it's a, a music, if it's a song, uh, just because there's there's always such dark revelations, but then also like a lot of hope and and like well observed life moments. And not that that song is a work of genius necessarily, but I do think it kind of fits the vibe of. Uh, of this issue and just like, yeah, the, the frustration and the, the dynamism, dynamicness. So you're saying it'll be great for the jukebox musical. A hundred percent. I wanted to throw in another genre that's (laughs) underrepresented. Um, there need to be more screamo musicals. (laughs) (laughs) Now I just have this picture of Andrew in my head of him just like skipping to the library with a big grin on his face and like one of his earbuds falls out and you just hear the screamo playing. That's this that's blaring. not far off from real life. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love oh, it. Oh man. Uh all right, and then we have the ultimate screamo song right now. Uh I'm really running yeah. out of fucking transitions for that bit. Well, well, well I, that so I, I didn't get my I didn't get my song of the weekend, John. Oh my god, okay, play the song backwards so we can go back. <laughs> That's how you go back in time. You play That's the song. How you go backwards. back in time. Um, That's what Superman did. Yeah. So here's the thing. Originally, upon the time suck, I was like I was like, man, know what know what scores this in my mind? Echoes by Pink Floyd. And then I went and looked at the playlist and I was like, that's exactly yep. what I said yep. for the birth yep. of the Time Suck originally. I could have told you that. <laughs> um, I told you that with my gut. So I'm going to go with another prog rock epic. Uh, we're going to score this this appearance of the Time Suck with Starless by King Crimson. Um, Ooh. And, and okay. a like really epic, weird, dark prog thing, but also... Um, uh, Gold Through My Eyes 
but only but my eyes turned with the in only see starless and Bible black. You know, gold eyes. There's the little golden Be, circles. I'm just a black. toddler in space. I'm yeah. approximately yeah. fifty thousand miles long. <laughs> yeah. The halo on the, the being is like a Bible-y thing. Yeah, yeah. Man. I think I think it's I think it works thematically. Speaking of working I am surprised thematically, we got this far. <laughs> okay, go ahead. That, no, that that was the that was my transition oh, to the question okay, of the week music. <laughs> All right, there we go. So, what? Where? What? What? What's the I'm going to ask Noah first because I know the answer. Noah, do you have a question of the week? I do. Oh, I didn't know the Not. answer. Now I'm disappointed. Okay. <laughs> oh! okay. I've got one if you want it. Yeah, Andrew, hit us with it. Um, Mine is inspired by that super sexy pose of, of French Robot yep. Fourth, like mm-hmm. shirtless leaning on the wall um, with the, the field of tulips on his screen. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, if you were making that pose entering a bedroom, what would you put on your face screen oh we don't have enough face screen questions on here i I like this i like that that's yeah we definitely do not have enough face screen questions it's kind of nobody does that's gonna be kind of like how there was like five episodes where every question was what do you think this person's voice sounds like (laughs) right right yeah the face screen is gonna be the new one of that um uh, here and I have I have a I have a second question for us, uh, which is: Would you want a lion cat with you at all times? Has mm. to be there, has to be with you at all times. Why or why not? No. Uh, oh, I already know. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Oh, and that, I'll that say tracks. maybe. And we're just a nice little Goldilocks now. Aww. Uh Let's wrap this up. I'm so happy with it. Tight uh, 40 minutes. Tight 40 minutes. This might be our longest yet. I'll have to check the uh, I don't know. Patrick. The, the Patrick Willems one was yep. pretty long, yeah. Yeah. He's going to have to come I back on it. Once, we get, uh, <laughs> once we get Goose in here. Uh, Goose oh, back yeah. into the series to, to break his record. Uh, but let's let's uh, do some oh, plugs. This might, I'm actually, going to... this might actually be our longest. We'll see how it comes after edits. But I just pulled up the Patrick mm-hmm. Willems, and it's an hour, a tight hour and 43 minutes. Oh, yeah. No. Once I cut all your shit out, then we're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll be an actual tight 40. Uh, uh, God, we really should have called this podcast Time Suck. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to skip my I'm going to skip my plugs. Yeah, there yeah. We, we will donate all of our plug time to Andrew. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks. That's a, that's a big honor. I appreciate yeah being on the show. I, like I said, I love this podcast. I'm excited that you guys are back back recording episodes and all that stuff. Uh, and I'm excited for Saga to come back. Um, yes. Yeah. Towards or, the end of, of uh, January is back. As far yes, as it the is back by the time you're hearing this. No, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, I went to the midnight release that hopefully happened in Indianapolis. Um, but as of recording, they haven't confirmed or denied if it's happening. Oh, Next week, they're going to announce it for sure. Anyway. Sneaky people. Yeah. Um, I'm Andrew. You can find my show, Amusement Sparks, on social media as Amusement Sparks. It's on Spotify, that kind of thing, and uh, AmusementSparks.com. Like I said, John's been on several episodes. Uh, we referenced on this 
podcast, we talked about Adventure Time and Over the Garden Wall. There's uh, theme parks designed around those in the back catalog. Uh, tons of different stuff, including including Saga. So, yeah, give it a listen if you want to. And um, if you want a, guys, a real trip, uh, I think they there are, what well, I'd say like two of them or something are video ones, too. That I was on. Yes, so there are you, some video. Yeah, that's true. If you want, if see you want to have that weird flapping. disconnect of seeing my voice come out of a weird face, go check those out <laughs> on on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I haven't posted anything to YouTube in maybe two years, but uh, yeah, check those out. Yeah, <laughs> I spent way too long making those videos, and they are not good to watch. <laughs> but I mean, it, the audio is the exact same, so that part's decent. There you go. Yeah. I'm 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 content with all yeah. of this. Thank you so much for coming on. We'll, yeah, we'll thanks, definitely have Andrew. you back at some point. This is and this is I, I owe you another I owe you another three appearances. Yeah, I owe you some <laughs> more appearances too. So hit me up. I'd love to do another episode. That would be so oh, yeah. great. Oh yeah. We will we will certainly we will certainly be back on Amusement Works. It's just John it and a joy I can to do listen this. to. It's can a we joy do to the Sandman episode. Oh, that's a great one. Sandman, we could do Tenacious D. There's so <laughs> oh, many. Here options. we go. Oh, now you're speaking my <laughs> I mean, language. if you really want a, if you really want a good one for John, get John to tell you his fucking Coheed and Cambria. Oh my <laughs> god, park. I will do a Coheed and Cambria park. In I would this love to do a kid. Second. Yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, the comics. Oh my god, you don't oh, even man. know. I literally yeah, just yeah, bought yeah. like a forty dollar hardcover collection of Coheed comics for myself wow. for Christmas, and it was the happiest I've been in two years. Uh, thank <laughs> you for amazing. being on. Yeah. Uh, a big thank you to uh, Brian K. Vaughn, Fiona Staples, Phonographics, especially this issue. You nailed it with the blue cap. Uh, Image Comics for making the the best time suck of a comic book I've ever read. Uh, and as always, uh, Andrew. Yeah, sign us off. Am buddy. I shitting? There it is. I'm hey. so happy. Bye. Bye. That was the calculated swear. Yeah, I knew it was. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> Go out on top.